1: I'm very excited for another episode of Show About Science. This is your host, Nate. And today, we're at the Monterey Bay Aquarium to visit some otters. As you utterly know, otters are utterly awesome. And they're just the reason we're here today. It's going to be an awesome episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It's the best place to be on a cold day in California. it's cold out here. So let's get inside and meet our tour guide, Patrick.
2: My name's Patrick Webster. I work at the Monterey Bay Aquarium on the social media team. So if you follow us on any of those social media feeds, that would be uh, me and my coworkers out there. And we're so happy to bring you to the aquarium and show you around behind the scenes of the sea otter program.
1: Those cute, fluffy, kelp-dwelling sea otters that we all love are exactly the reason we're here today. And they're also the reason that Patrick wanted to become a marine biologist.
2: When I was just about your age, Nate, I came and visited the Monterey Bay Aquarium and I saw the sea otters and I just couldn't figure out these really cool, flipping, spinning little animals in the water that were cracking open shells and just being so excited about their life in the ocean. I wanted to know more, and right then I decided I was going to be a marine biologist and work at the aquarium.
1: And at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, Patrick Webster is the best tour guide you can get.
2: Have you ever been to the aquarium before? Is this no. First, first no, time here?
1: First time.
2: Awesome. Well, we're here about 30 minutes ahead of the aquarium opening, so we actually get to walk through the aquarium before everybody else. and then at 10:30 we're going to go take a look at the sea otter feeding from behind the scenes there. So that'll be a lot of fun.:
1: The first stop on our tour is to meet the adorable otters, Salka, Gidget and Kit.
2: Up the stairs we go to the second floor.:
1: Okay, here's the top. Here's the top. Change.
2: So right now, the sea otters.
1: There's sea otters in here. Ooh,
2: there's one, I don't think you've seen it yet.
1: Oh, it's oh. over there.
2: <laughs> and we've caught it at just the right time because we're doing a little bit of grooming right now. Do you look like that in the oh, bathtub another, sometimes? Oh, it's
1: another, it's another, it's <laughs> another.
2: Yep. So the one on the right, I believe, Oops. is uh, Selka Trying to have a little bit of a morning routine and grooming, you know, getting ready for life at the aquarium to say hello to all the visitors. Got to make sure everything is spick and span right there on the flipper. And then we had Gidget come take a look. She's the blonde. Whether or not otters are blonde or brunette is genetic. So they're born blondes or brunettes and they become maybe a little bit lighter with Uh, age. I
1: think I see the blonde. You see? Yeah. So that'd be Gidget yeah
2: so sea otters like these fully grown females here they can be over five feet long so they're a little bit taller than you are and they each weigh about 50 pounds or so so they're pretty sizable and you're pretty similar i'd say in weight just about yeah. what do you think do you eat like a sea otter do you think
1: i eat tons of food
2: sometimes tons of food sometimes
1: but like can I tell you how many pounds I
2: am? Sure, yeah.
1: About 41 pounds.
2: About 41 pounds, about okay. 41. So these otters are bigger than you are. Think about that. From a distance, we usually see an otter floating on the surface. Doesn't look like a whole lot. looks like a really small animal.
1: There's the other one. Mm-hmm. There's the other brunette.
2: Oh, yeah. So that actually, now that we've got both of them next to each other, Selka's on the right, Kit is on the left there.
1: It's hard to pick a favorite otter but Patrick definitely has one. Let's find out which one.
2: Kid is one of my favorite otters at the aquarium because I actually volunteered with the sea otters for about four and a half years. She was one of the first otters that I helped take care of. She was a stranded pup without her mom and we took care of her at the aquarium and uh, that was one of the first otters that I got to take care of. Lots of fun.
1: Otters may appear cute, But don't be fooled, let's find out why.
2: The reason that they're so cute is to lure you in and think that, oh, I'm a really cute marine animal, you don't have to worry anything about me, and then they lift up their nose and it's massive chompers that they use to crunch crabs and urchins and abalone and they eat all that seafood, shell and all, without using any utensils. They can just crunch it open with their teeth. Exactly. So if you're taking care of a baby sea otter and you're starting to feed it little bits of food, you got to watch where your fingertips go because those little chompers are really strong.
1: Have you ever been bitten by a sea otter?
2: I have never been bitten by a sea otter. We do a lot of work at the aquarium, make sure that the volunteers and the staff stay away from the chompers, but I have been in situations where the baby otter is like chewing on on your finger a little bit, you know, just like a little baby might be teething, just oh. I'm a cute little sea otter and it's just chewing on your finger a little bit and then it remembers oh I can bite down harder and then it bites down a little bit and you're like oh okay you're growing up very quickly so when you work with a baby sea otter you got to always remember like okay it's growing up it's learning how to eat clams without any tenderizing so you got to be careful of those teeth. (laughs) So yeah when we see a sea otter in the wild that's why we tell people to leave their distance largely because They're a protected marine mammal, so you don't want to get close to them. They're also on the endangered species list. They're a threatened species, Aww. so we want to give them some room. And then also, they're a glorified sea weasel. That's what we say at the aquarium. You know, they're super cute. They're really adorable. But we want to let everyone know that they have a really mean attitude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, listeners. Look over there in the bay behind the aquarium. There's a bunch of wild sea otters, and they're floating above the kelp forest eating crabs. Let's go outside and check it out.
2: Whenever I see an animal out there get eaten, if it like, sometimes people see an animal get eaten, you know, it's part of the circle of life, right? So I like to tell people, go watch The Lion King again to really think about what all that means. But then I also like to think that maybe the crab was just a really mean crab, was about to go rob a crab bank. (laughs) And then the otter swooped in and protected everyone's crab money. Their sand dollars that were in the sandbank.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're big on puns at the aquarium. If, yeah. you need, if you need ocean puns by then today, we'll send you away with a list.
1: I will take them. Perfect. Give me one about sea urchins.
2: Oh, crafting one right now, I'd have to say that uh, I'm gonna get away with this pun by the hair of my chinny urchin chin. Yeah. Did that work? Uh, Did that work?
1: Jimmy, <laughs> urchin. That's funny. Whew.
2: Oh, I'm sweating. That was a close call. I nearly didn't have an urchin pun for all of you after I talked it up. It's all right. I'm a professional.
1: So, <laughs> give me one about sea otters.
2: Oh, well, you otter know that otters are otterly possum.
1: <laughs> so, let's see hey, um, a... <laughs> A
2: seagull. A seagull? Yeah. Hmm. I could come up with a really bad one, but you I probably- I can come up with a good one. Oh, go, go for it. Get me off the Do hook. you
1: want to go see the Gulf of Mexico?
2: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> up top for that one. Yeah. I was going to say, if you believe everything that a seabird says, you might be seagullable. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: Okay, the comedy show's over, and it's getting closer to sea otter lunchtime. So it's time to switch from the funny back to the facts.
2: You're looking at some sea otters wrapped up in the kelp. Do you know why they wrap themselves up in the kelp?
1: Um, so that they don't flow away
2: exactly if you go to bed do you want to wake up in your bed or do you want to wake up in the bathroom or in the kitchen
1: i want to wake up in the bed exactly
2: yeah so sometimes i'm sure the parents when they wake up they might be in the kitchen eating a cookie with some milk and they have no idea how it happened but for you you want to go to bed in your bed you want to wake up in your bed same thing with sea otters that's why they wrap themselves up in the kelp so when they go to bed there can be wind there can be waves and they'll wake up right where they went to sleep that's cool (laughs) yeah now the ocean right here does the ocean kind of look happy right now or does it look kind of angry
1: looks angry
2: looks angry right what's the color of the water right now
1: it's whitish bluish greenish
2: yeah so there's a lot of it's
1: whitish bluish, greenish. yeah
2: yeah there's a lot of stuff in the water right now and there's also right where we are a lot of air mixed up in the water because there's a lot of wave action so Normally, when we see the ocean and it looks really pretty and nice, we're like, oh, I could float out there all the time. That would be really fun. But right now, the ocean doesn't look like you really want to go swimming, right?
1: Yeah, it looks like there's sharks in the water.
2: Yes. Well, and thankfully, there are sharks in our Monterey Bay because it's a very healthy environment. Wherever there's a healthy marine ecosystem, there are definitely going to be sharks out there. And we do a lot of studies on great white sharks, actually, and other sharks that live in the Monterey Bay. But yeah, right now it doesn't look too inviting. Imagine you're a sea otter, you have to live in the ocean all throughout the year. In the summer when it's nice, in the spring when there's huge waves, in the fall when there's not a whole bunch of uh, kelp growing, and then in the winter when there's huge waves that roll through like you're hearing right now. So being a sea otter is really, really hard work. They only have that fur to keep themselves warm again, and they have to eat about a quarter of their weight in food every day just to maintain their body weight out there. So you weigh 40 pounds. You'd have to eat 10 pounds of food every day just to stay at standard Nate size if you were a sea otter.
1: Okay, that would not be good.
2: Does that sound like a challenge though?
1: Yes, it does. Yeah? Should we go grab 10 pounds
2: of hamburgers real quick and see how you do? No, okay. What about Parmesan cheese? Yes. Oh, we're on. All right, let's grab a 10-pound wheel of Parmesan cheese and the rest of the episode is grating it on the pasta. No. Yeah, so the otters we have at the aquarium, like Ivy, one of our otters here, we calculated she eats about 3,000 calories of food a day just to maintain her sure. weight. And she's not even working as hard as a wild sea otter to get their food. Really? Mm-hmm. So a mom sea otter, she has to eat close to a third of her weight in food every day just to keep herself and her baby fed
1: what do sea otters eat
2: that's a great question sea otters eat over 100 species of marine invertebrate. now you know what invertebrate means right
1: right but what does it mean for our listeners yeah for
2: our listeners invertebrate means animals without a backbone now just a really quick aside what's funny about nature is that 97 percent of animals don't have a backbone only three percent do so it's kind of silly that we would say vertebrate and invertebrate if the if the insects were the ones naming, they'd probably say six-legged and non-six-legged animals. But here we have invertebrates being maybe abalone, squid, octopus, worms, crabs, snails, you name it. Otters are eating a ton of that food every day. And their mom teaches them what to eat. Does your mom have a favorite recipe that you love all the time?
1: Um, noodles.
2: Noodles, delicious. <laughs> Wonderful, with Parmesan cheese.
1: Yeah, on the side. <laughs>
2: right there you go so you have a favorite meal and mom sea otter out here teaches the pup really what to eat whether it's abalone which involves specific tools or it's sea urchins or if it's just finding little snails and munching them off the kelp so that's how you can have a whole bunch of otters hanging out in the same zone and they're not actually competing directly for food with each other it's sort of like having a food court some of the otters like pizza other otters prefer the more um, burger side, and then some really prefer the salad joints. And that's how you can have all these otters sharing resources out there in the kelp. Yeah.
1: Gidget, Salka, and Kit don't get to eat at the otter food court, AKA the ocean. Instead, they have their own personal chef. And on today's menu is shrimp and yummy squid but definitely not mussels.
2: So we don't give the otters anything with a hard shell inside this exhibit, like a mussel or a crab. Why do you think we don't give them a hard shell inside the exhibit?
1: You don't give them a hard shell because they'll eat it all up.
2: Because they'll eat it all up, and then what they'll do is they'll take the shell and they'll rub it on the window and they'll scratch the window so that we can't see the otters anymore and we have to go in and clean it up. So that's why... That's why out here they get shrimp and they get squid and they get clam without the shell. And then behind the scenes where there aren't any windows, that's when they get the crabs, the mussels, and the clams with the shell on them.
1: Okay everyone, the feeding is about to begin. That's right, it's sea otter lunchtime.
2: So you can see the staff is coming out onto the deck right now. We've got Gidget and we've got Kit next to each other. And then Selka is up on the deck right now. Selka is a really interesting animal in that she's had a really crazy life history. So Selka was actually bit by a shark when she was younger. And she came to the aquarium and she got some surgery and she recovered from that. And then when she went back out, she uh, wasn't doing very well. She was asking people for food basically. So that's why she's back here at the aquarium. But so yeah, Selka is a shark bite survivor and that's why she's here. She actually went to UC Santa Cruz, and Selka has done a lot of research herself. People have done a lot of work with Selka to figure out how well otters can hear, how well they can see and sense their environment. And so imagine Selka in a room with headphones on, and she's telling the researchers how well a sea otter can hear in a soundproof room at UC Santa Cruz. So she's a scientist. She's a sea otter scientist right there. And
1: not only is Selka a scientist, she is also a sushi chef.
2: So you don't tend to think of sea otters as sushi chefs, but they are eating raw seafood all day long, and so they're really good at preparing it right there, raw in front yeah, right. of everyone. Yep.
1: They can just rip out it out. I wish that sea otters would cook. They'd be the cutest cooks until they decide to eat all the food.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. they would be the cutest cooks that say, none of this for you.
1: Yeah, it's mine.
2: So what's really fun you notice how they all float on their backs yes yeah so you know how ships they're set up so that probably
1: because like they've got like the hair or which keeps them um, dry helps them float too yeah so it traps a pocket of air which uh then helps it float on the water or it could also be like a layer of of fatty hair follicles uh-huh. that helps them float.
2: Yeah, so you're exactly right. With they have basically an air bubble underneath their fur, next to their skin, that's keeping them warm and also keeping them buoyant, keeping them floating. But a sea otter naturally floats on its back. That way, when it's asleep, it can be able to breathe when it's in the water. So just like you might do a dead man's float in the pool, that way you can keep your head up out of the water. So the otters float on their back to help themselves breathe when they're sleeping. And they also use their belly as a table. They use that as where they have all their food. And um, yeah, when you see an otter like this floating on its back, it's just like a boat that has a keel that tries to keep it upright. Otters naturally float on their back, as you can see there in the corner and when they get really cold, they can actually take their paws up out of the water, fold them over themselves, keep them out of the water, and keep themselves warm.
1: Thank you for being on the show, Patrick.
2: Thanks for visiting the Monterey Bay Aquarium, Nate. It's been a lot of fun.
1: There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. This is where we film Finding Dory.
2: This is where we film Finding, finding Dory, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you know this, but the Marine Life Institute of Finding Dory was based off of the Monterey Bay Aquarium, especially the outside. When you see the outside of the Marine Life Institute, that's based on our building. But they made up the fact that Sigourney Weaver works for us. We tried to keep her on payroll, but after Alien blew up, we couldn't do it. That's a joke for the adults. Sorry about that.
1: For the newest episodes of the show about science... Download the pin app or go to pinna.fm slash promo.
0: Hi, my name's Zach. I'm twelve years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter?